Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 87. All right, Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Very good to be here. Thank you for joining me. I hope everyone is filled with the Christmas spirit. And just remember that there will be bills after if you overspend and you will have to pay them. Now, speaking of bills, we have Congress planning to pass a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, which is basically the budget for the federal government until next September. So I have a few clips here from Senator Rand Paul, who uh, discusses how they come up with this bill and what he thinks about it. So here's the first clip. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost ten months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th, so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? So in the matter of a couple of days, they came out with 4,000 pages of a bill, which I'm pretty sure most of it is just copy and paste. Uh, you know, they don't, they, it's, it's, it's whatever was the last bill plus more. So they'll, they'll tack some more stuff on, but it's copy and paste. Uh, but, uh, this is, this, this has been going on. They've been doing this. You have nine months to do this and they always wait. And it's just a pressure. Like we have to pass it. We have, and they scare people with the government's going to shut down. The government's going to shut down. Well, I'm I'm all for it. Let's let's try it with the government shutdown. See what's going on because this is no way the pass. Spending is your tax dollars. Spending is your tax dollars. They don't have their own money where they spend. This is your money that they spend, and this is how they vote on it in 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 a rush. And nobody's reading through what's actually in this stuff. Now, Senator Rand is a Republican, and he goes into giving the. Republican leadership a little bit uh, of guff here. Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt, or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? So, yeah, we have a $32 trillion debt in this country, which is no good at all. Um, You're basically in debt, and they just keep printing money, and nobody's worried about paying off the debt. Now, all the lefties out there are going to be like, see, capitalism doesn't work. We need socialism. We're always in debt, yada, yada. No, this is not capitalism. This is crony capitalism. This is socialism at its best. This is giving stuff away when you don't have anything and you just print money. And then you have Republicans 
on the other side saying, well, that's their story all the time. We need a strong military, strong military. And he pretty much calls it out saying that are, are we in the risk of being invaded? We're, we are not. And if you look at the Constitution, which, you know, everyone should read and live and learn, uh, there is no standing army in peacetime federally. That's why we have the Second Amendment. That's why it's called we, we have the right to bear arms and assemble militias. And so all this federal funding for the military goes to the military-industrial complex every year, every year, every year. And the Republicans get money from this. So Senator Rand Paul will tell you what he thinks is more dangerous invasion or the inflation due to more spending. I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no good, rotten way to run your government. Six trillion dollar entity. And they want 24 hours to process this. And then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this, you can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation, Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up, and we're going to say no. So there you have it. Debt is a greater national security risk right now than actually a foreign invader, which I agree with him totally. Now you may be asking yourself, well, how is it supposed to go? And how, you know, we don't know these inner workings. Like the government is so big. There's a committee that writes this bill or is in charge of the spending, like writing up this bill or the spending package. And next up is Senator Mike Lee. And he goes, this is a pretty longer clip, uh, but he goes into like what's supposed to happen and what's really happening now. So this monstrous spending bill clocks in at 4,155 pages. It was released in the middle of the night. We've had it for only a few hours. And now we're being told Congress needs to vote on and pass this thing on an expedited basis. Some are saying, you know, within the next 48 to 72 hours. <clears throat> By doing that, they're acknowledging the fact that they're treating what is fundamentally a, a legislative proposal. I mean, let's be serious about this. This is a handful, like four or five people in Congress wrote this. And they put it together. They introduced it in the middle of the night, uh, in the early morning hours of, 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 uh, of today. And, and now they're wanting to collapse all hearings, all floor debates, all discussions in earnest about this and say, you just have to pass it because this is what the process is. Well, the process is this way because time after time, uh, you've got enough members who agree to support these things without even having voted for it. Some of our colleagues must have magical powers, powers that I can't grasp or even understand. Because one of the reasons why this works is that you, you've had, uh, I think, all 50 Democrats agreeing in advance they'd support it. And you've had between 10 and 20 Republicans agreeing in advance that they would support it, even though essentially none of them have seen this. I've got friends on the Appropriations Committee, including some who were subcommittee chairs or subcommittee ranking members 
uh, on there who, who hadn't seen it. And yet they didn't know what was in it. So magically, those 50 Democrats and those 10 to 20 Republicans who pledged their support for it before it even existed, they somehow knew what was in it. Well, it wasn't just that they were clairvoyant. It's that they were sort of bought off piece by piece, person by person. Uh, and I don't mean bought off in the, in the in, you know, legally corrupt sense, but in the sense that it's a corrupt process. You hand out enough special favors here or there to get this or that proposal, this or that funding priority in there. You throw out 7,500 earmarks, and you're going to get a lot of people to jump on board. That isn't right. It used to be that the legislative process involved reading and debating and discussing and amending. It used to be that once a bill like this reached the floor, after it had gone through a full committee markup process, uh, that you would still have an abundant chance on the floor to debate, it, to debate it and discuss it, because most people on the committee in question are not represented. No, most people not on that committee um, uh, have, have never had an opportunity by the time it reaches the floor to weigh in. So we had that. Um, but today, it seems that we have to beg and plead and barter for any amendments, and we're made to feel guilty about it in the process. They have the audacity to hold off on this thing deliberately by design and, and release it in the early morning hours of December 20th, having scheduled a shutdown the day before Christmas Eve, and then tell us that it's somehow on us unless we eagerly jump onto it and read it. Why is that a problem? Well, it's a problem because, again, it's 4,155 pages long. We get desensitized to this over time, the complexity. Complexity in law is itself a subsidy. It's a corrupt subsidy that subsidizes the wealthy and the well-connected in this country. 4,155 pages long. So there you have it. And that's how they rape this country. So just for an example, if let's say your credit card is $50, right? Say your credit card bill is $50 and you get the bill in the mail at the end of the month and then you all of a sudden it's... $80. And you're like, wait, what do you mean $80? And you look at the bill and then there's fees and there's this fee and that fee and this fee and that fee and it brings it up to and there's a tax here and a tax there. And then next thing you know, you have an $80 phone bill. So that those are the earmarks that he talks about, the 7,500 earmarks. And those earmarks are pretty much uh, things for people certain congressmen and senators' districts. So here, I'll give you this money for whatever program you want in your district as long as you vote for this. So that's what he mentions, how the Congress and senators were, you know, bought out, not in the illegal fraud way, but it, here's a little something for your district as long as you vote for this. Now, that's all fine and dandy, I get that, but that's not supposed to be a part of this, and it's not supposed to be in a 4,000-page huge bill and to be voted on overnight. That's just not the way things supposed to work. Now I have Senator Rick Scott out of Florida's take on this thing also. Before I ran for governor of Florida back in 2010, <clears throat> I'd been in business all my life. And I didn't start out with money, so I had to go to banks and I had to go to investors to start the companies I started. So if I went to a bank and I said to them, give me a bunch of money and here's the documents you have to sign and you'll have 24 hours to read them, what do you think the chances I would have gotten any money? I wouldn't have gotten any money. If I went to an investor and said, this is what you have to sign 
You've got 24, 48 hours to read it, but you have to sign it, and I want your money. You think they'd give it to me? No, they wouldn't have given it to me. So if you, if you went out and hired somebody to help you buy something, um, and a lawyer, or you had a financial planner helping you review an investment, and they said, look, we don't, I don't have time to read it, but you should just sign it, and maybe afterwards we'll know what's in it, you would fire the lawyer or you would fire the financial planner. Nobody leads their personal life the way our federal government is operating. We get a bill that should have happened before September, that we all should have had plenty of time to review. We get a bill at 128 in the morning that's three times the size of the Bible. The Bible might have a lot of interesting stories, but I've tried to read the entire Bible straight through a bunch of times. It's hard. Think about it. We have to, we'd have to read it three over three times between now and Friday night. If you wanted to say, I'm going to read every page, you'd have to read from 8 o'clock this morning, 24 hours a day, through Friday night, you'd have to read 47 pages an hour. I'd fall asleep. I think most people would fall asleep being able to do that, and you wouldn't be able to comprehend it. So 4,155 pages, 7,500 earmarks, right? And how many people, when you go back home and you say, I, you know, I supported 7,500 earmarks for things that, that they would not spend their money on, that people would say, oh, you should, you should reelect those people. We can't keep doing this. And, and I've been up here four years. We're going to keep doing this. I don't know what's going why to – why is something going to change? The Democrats have been able to do this in the past. They're going to do it next year. We'll be in the exact same position next year because we have allowed them to get away with it. This has got to stop. We've got to say we came up here to be fiscally responsible and watch your money. If you look at the inflation that's happening right now, inflation is caused by one thing. Reckless government spending. So there you go. Inflation is created by one thing, reckless government spending. That's correct. Um, so I just wanted to touch on this this episode because being Christmas and, and we, we tend to get wrapped up in gifts and overspending ourselves and we dig financial holes for ourselves, which are not easy to get out of. And I think as a whole country... Uh, we've been conditioned since the 80s, credit and spend now, pay later, uh, and, and it's catching up to us, and it will catch up to us, uh, and it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well for everyone. So this leads me into an example of, like, if you are financially irresponsible, let's say with credit cards, right? Say you get a credit card and you run it up, and then you default, or you go bankrupt, and you can't pay, and then what happens? Well, you you won't get another credit card or you'll get another credit card with an outrageous interest rate where you have to pay because they don't trust you. Now, what happens when the government, right, is in debt now and, and what are they going to say? They're going to say, well, uh, you as a whole, as a country are responsible. Now, now, this is central banks and the Federal Reserve, which is nothing federal about it, will say, as a country, you guys are irresponsible uh, you owe us $32 trillion because we owe this money to someone. And they will say, well, since you can't do it, here's is a digital currency and we'll be able to control your spending more. So now they will be able to monitor your spending more. And if they see you're out of, out of control spending a little bit and you want to make a purchase, they'll say, no, no, that payment won't go through. And it's not like a credit card limit where you have a limit and then you can pay off some and keep spending they'll just won't let you spend it that's it they'll say you have you know 
you you can't spend you're getting out of control you can't make that purchase and if you think that's or i'm out of my mind about that well that that's what's coming now on that drab note i would just like to remind everybody it is christmas time and it's not about the gifts and the presents and overspending and doing what the government does to ourselves financially uh, it is about the people in our lives Rick Scott mentioned the Bible, Jesus, God, you know, the Bible is a good thing, has a lot of good uh, history in there that, you know, history repeats itself over and over if we don't change. So I'd like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, Thank you for joining me. I am Anthony T. This is the Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Like, subscribe, donate. This is a value for value podcast. Get yourself a podcasting 2.0 compliant app at newpodcastapps.com. You can stream Satoshis, which are like little bits of Bitcoin. Don't be afraid that with all the fear mongering about Bitcoin, Bitcoin is okay. We take no ads here. We like freedom of speech. So thank you once again. Have a blessed Christmas and I will see you next week.